the Rad All right, we're back to it. Another episode of the Rad Broadcast. I'm producer Brandon. I'm producer Amanda. And you're listening to the Rad, Rad Broadcast. And uh, we have a special guest here today. Um, you won't hear from him much. You <laughs> might hear some chomping and maybe some groaning, but my dog Walter, the training walker coonhound, is here today with us for the recording. Um, yeah. He, he normally is going to the dog park at this time because this is, we normally record these things after the show. Um, so. At this time, we're like at the dog park, and he's really excited because he gets to poop. Yeah, because he doesn't like to poop at home. He only likes to poop at the dog park, which is nice because there's <laughs> that, that is nice. less for me to clean up. But <clears throat> you know, when it when the weather's not so good, we like to just stay at home and not take him to the dog park because mm-hmm. it'll get all muddy and blah 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 blah. Um, so rarely does he actually poop at our house, but every single that's day so we take him to the dog park in the morning, and uh, that's where he does his business. But you have to wait. Get to wait with the rest of us. I'm surprised he didn't. He normally wakes up around nine and does his little stretch and walk around. Yeah, so um, that didn't happen because he's a little more tired than usual, and I'll tell you why. It's because last week was moving week. Yes. Um. So we, he, he's a very anxious dog. He, we to give a little backstory. If you don't know how I got Walter the Train Walker Coonhound, he's now five. Um, got him about two years ago and he was dumped off at a dog park. Long story short, the previous owners couldn't handle him. And because I talked about him on the radio, I was able to, to track down his original owners and kind of get the scoop on his, uh, story and figure out like where, where he's been prior to us. So, um, after he left the breeder, he went to a different home and they had actually had to move like right when they got him. So not only is he a, uh, high maintenance dog because he's a working dog. So he needs to be tired, tired out Mm -hmm. and, and worked. So he's not really bred to work. I mean, he's, he's a working breed, but he's, he wasn't used for hunting, which is normally what they're used for. I see. So he's already kind of a gun-shy dog, and he's already a little skittish. Add in the fact that he's got separation anxiety from being left in a house for too long and mm-hmm. and, and the family, like, moving around and not having any stability for him. He's Aww. just, he's kind of got this PTSD whenever we have to do these, like, moving situations. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, this will be the only one in a while. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't get hit with the another 60-day notice in the next couple of months. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, he he was super anxious when we moved. He he would he was pacing. He was kind of crying. And in the, the first day that we were actually at the new place, we woke up in the morning and he walked up to us while we were kind of getting ready. And he was shaking visibly, and which is totally out, out of uh, abnormal for him because yeah. he's he's normally a pretty well behaved, calm tempered dog. Yeah, he's super chill <clears throat> all the time. But when he's anxious, his like whole body. Yeah shakes he he pants and he gets this like really big grin on his face and he was starting to kind of shake a little more than normal and i thought are you okay buddy you need to go to the bathroom and sure enough let him outside and he was vomiting and uh diarrhea-ing all over the backyard fortunately it was just a couple of times and after he just kind of initially i think it's like that anxiety sick that you get you know Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll just be so worked up and all of a sudden and then he feels better um, but 
that was a week ago. Yeah. So he seems to be doing better. We we had a shit in the crate incident over oh, the weekend, no. which was pretty awful. Those are always that was normal. completely my fault though, because we didn't do his normal routine where we get up, we go to the dog park, or I walk him, or I let him out, and I always make sure that he poops. Yeah. Because he's done this a couple times before where he's actually shit in his own crate, and it's a mess. Like, he, oh, he walks yeah, all in horrible. it. it's horrible. It's terrible, and I feel awful because it's my fault for not making sure or taking the time to make sure that he goes and does his business. Right. So, you know, it, it can't be good for the dog's psyche to be sitting around in his own shit yeah. in, uh, in a cage. Um, so, you know, when we got home, we had to be super gentle with him, not get mad. There's no, it's totally irresponsible to be angry at your dog for not doing your job and being a good dog owner and and making sure that he's taking care of his business. But it was, it was that element with leaving him in a different room and a different house in the crate while we were gone for probably two to three hours, which, you know, I kind of had a bad feeling. Yeah. While we were gone, I thought, shit, we're going to wake up. We're going to walk into some shit. Yeah. And sure enough, we did. But that was the last time. I think it was like midweek last week, and he's been doing a lot better. We put him in his crate. We got some uh, over-the-counter, like, relaxing supplements that we're using, mm-hmm. and, and ho- hopefully it works. I, I really don't want to put him on Xanax or anything like that because that's, that's just bad. Yeah. Bad for the dogs. So have you heard of those, like, thunder vests for dogs yeah it's a the thunder shirt yeah yeah i've i actually looked into that because of the weighted blanket that oh yeah, the wife yeah very and I got. Similar. it's very similar it, yeah. it's that anti-anxiety weighted uh shirt that dogs can wear it's basically like a jacket or like the poncho that you've seen him wear right uh but it has some weight to it and we're absolutely going to try that yeah uh, we're going to give a couple more days with this natural herbal supplement mm-hmm. um there's some CBD stuff like the, at the at the dispensaries that I could try too. Yeah, that are like the veterinary grade or whatever. Yeah, like. I might try those too. But I'm, I'm gonna. This is this is new for me because we we had such a good routine and he never really fr- like freaked out this bad before. Yeah, and it's only a week in at this recording time, so it's just. Uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Dogs are dogs are crazy. Dang. So, uh, but it, today, like he. The reason why he didn't stir at the normal time that he normally does, like an hour before the end of the show, is because he's just so dog tired. Yeah. And uh, he's he's been sleeping really well when he does sleep, but because when he's at home, he's kind of stir crazy. Yeah. Know? So we're we're working on that. We're we're walking him more, getting him more tired. And are the cats doing good with the move? <laughs> the, no problems. <laughs> no problems with the cats. It's like we we had one cat. One of the five that five. I can't it's ridiculous. Five. It's too many. <laughs> uh, I don't wish this on anybody. No, <laughs> nobody needs to live with this. Like, it's so stressful sometimes, like, because all you want to do is just walk into the house and relax. Uh-huh. But you've got cats running and jumping everywhere and you got to make sure the cats don't run outside. You got to, you know, there's one demon cat that likes to knock everything off of the counters. <laughs> especially bongs. Like I just, I just lost a $75 bong over the weekend because this, this demon cat knocked it over. Like I, I had to throw it in the guard. There was no saving it. There's no saving these glass pieces. I don't know why I I spend nearly a hundred dollars on these things (laughs) when I know they're just going to break. Yeah. God, just just smoke a joint (laughs) from now on. That's all I got to do. But, um, 
yeah, the cats have been great. There was one cat that had a, uh, like kind of like a, uh, bladder infection, but it was like not, not yet an infection. Fortunately, we caught it before it got worse. But, um, the reason why we found that out was we, we were, we were packing way ahead of time. So boxes were everywhere. The house was disheveled for weeks prior to our moving because we wanted to be able to just pull the truck up, load it up and, and leave. And that's ultimately what we did. But because, Cats and animals are creature comfort. They need to have their they need to have their creature comforts, and everything needs to be normal every day, run of the mill. When things get, uh, you know, barely moved around, when things get in boxes, this one cat just habitually gets these types of inflammations and oh. has these health issues. And it's already one cat that likes to, that gets ganged up on by all the other cats because it's kind of special. Like it was it was a bottle oh, no. baby cat, so it's kind of like. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going on about this, but that, that, other than that, like the cats. No issues with the cats. No issues whatsoever. And Lucy, the the 11-year-old half-blind back problem dog, is just happy as can be. Oh, I love and her. I, I think that uh, the the cats actually like this house better because there's a lot more natural light and there's a, the, all floors are laminate. So we got mm-hmm. rid of carpet finally. I fucking hate carpet. Yeah. And... Uh, the cats like to slide on the on the the floors from the hallways, you know, in between bedrooms. Like they they're having a ball. Yeah, that's awesome. They absolutely love it. So fortunately, it, it all it'll all work out with Walter. But you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to learn and work on it together. Yeah. So speaking about animal routines, I am trying to change my routine with not with Frida because Frida. Will just she just tries to eat Gertie, my my little cat. But I was trying to this weekend, like aggressively. Like, is Frida aggressive with the cat? No, it's just that she wants to chase and play, right? And the cat thinks it's gonna die. Yeah. So it just creates this whole thing. It's different when puppies play with other puppies. Yeah. A puppy trying to play like a puppy with a cat that's yeah. not having it. Yeah. No, and Gertie was a stray on the street, so who knows what the fuck happened to her, but she is definitely really, really afraid of cats. I mean, she's afraid. Well, she's kind of afraid of cats. She's really aggressive with other cats, and then um, she's scared to death of dogs. So, but I was thinking that, you know, Ozzy is the small little pug, so maybe. And Frida's the. Pitbull. Pitbull? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Ozzy's the little pug, and I thought maybe because he's little, he, she wouldn't be so threatened by him. He was scared to fucking death of her. I, so I tried to introduce them, and it did not go well. She scratched the shit out of me, including my nipple off, like, just hooked me. And then Ooh. she got me... She, just she got a nipple piercing the from the cat, huh? Yeah, all over the place. So... Damn. That did not go well, but she didn't freak out as bad as she does when Frida's around. So I'm thinking maybe there's like a little glimmer of hope. Hmm. Um, Have so. you tried doing that thing where you keep them in separate rooms so they can kind of get used to each other's smell? Is it like too late at this point? Or? Um, Yeah, Gertie is just, she's just really, really like super, super afraid. But for the most part, the dogs are downstairs and she's upstairs. You know, and she she plots it that way so that she can be away from the dog. Yeah. So. And then when um, after she beat me up, she just went under the bed and Ozzy was just happy as a pig and shit. He mm-hmm. didn't care. 
you know? Yeah, some cats, there's just no getting around it. Some cats are just so dead set in their ways that you just can't fix them. When yeah. There's nothing really, really wrong with them. It's just cats are different than dogs in that sense because once you get a cat into its own creature comforts, it's it, that's it. You're done. You, there's just no, oh, hey, how about we do something a little different over here? But yeah, some cats you can, but for the most part, I, I in my experience, once they get set in their ways, then they're, that's it. You're done. And she was about two, I think, when we rescued, because she's a, a shelter cat, mm-hmm. and they said that she was just a stray, mm-hmm. um, which is so sad because she's so beautiful and so nice. Um, but well, was she there's... was she a feral cat, or was she found stray because? She was with somebody who just let, let her out. I, yeah, she okay. was found stray. Some she ended up having kittens in somebody's garage, and that's how they found her. But she had just been, hmm. you know, willy nilly. I wonder if she around. was a feral cat. Maybe, possibly because if she was, was impregnated out on the streets, she was probably young, mm-hmm. and so she was probably feral. And then she found shelter in somebody's house, and that's how she became a. House cat. Yeah, but just by knowing her, she is so sweet. Actually, Christina had came over and she um, to my house and she was helping me do some cleaning and just having like girl talk, you know. And um, she doesn't like cats, but Gertie loved her and and like laid on her back and just wanted to be around her. Mm. And so you would never if she I totally agree that she probably was feral. But you'd never know it now. And that's how people have taken her because she's so friendly. She just moves into other people's houses. Yeah. Uh, but now. It's just I, normal for her. Yeah. So, but now I'm I'm not. She's strictly indoor cat. And she seems to be fine with it. Oh, yeah. The she other, gets she gets room and board for free. Yeah. But our, our other cat, Blackberry, she was, when she was a little guy, she was kind of like a mouser when we had property. And, uh. She, when we moved to Tahoe Park, I tried to make her a indoor cat and she fucking, she did not have it. And I, I, I was telling, I think I was telling Mrs. Brando that I had had her out, well, she's outside and I tried to bring her in cause she was just sitting in the fucking rain. Like she, there's a million places she can go around the house to get cover. Like I have a, you know, a cover over the walkway she could go under there's like a big tree there's all these different areas that she could go she could go under my car for god's sakes she's just sitting out in the fucking rain so i felt bad for her it's weird for a cat yeah i don't like to be wet yeah it's it, she just does not give a shit and so i took her inside and wiped her all down and you know made her a bed in this little chair and as soon as i opened the door to go to work she bolted she did not want to be inside <laughs> and it's not like it, she's not afraid of dogs. She's she's lived around dogs, so it wasn't like she was running because she was scared. She just did not want to be inside. I mean, she just found a, be- a better house, like <laughs> n- nicer stuff, more comfortable couch. You know, I, I see, but she's not one to disappear for days. She sleeps under this bush in mm-hmm. our front yard. Like our front yard does not have very like much cover of. Um, trees there's just these little shrubs mm-hmm. and she sleeps under the shrub or she, she's just a dummy yeah at, at our old house that this will be the last we're talking about cats and then we'll move on but <laughs> <Kitty> um, <corner. laughs> the the last 
place we had, the cats want preferred to be outside. And I think a lot of that had to do with the energy in the house. Mm-hmm. Like it had so many souls living in it for uh, such a short period of time that it, I just, I felt good to get out of there because I felt there was just so much baggage yeah. along with it, along with the house. Not just, not negative, just, just baggage that yeah. I didn't want anymore, you know? Yeah. And, uh, because when, when everybody moved into this last house that I was in, uh, there was a roommate situation with just three dudes and we were in like pivotal moments of our lives. Like mm-hmm. I was getting over issues. My, my buddy that got me in the house was getting over issues. Another buddy of ours getting over issues. Like there was just issues and yeah. it just kind of lingered in there. And not on top of that, the lighting in the house was, there was nearly zero natural lighting. And I think mm-hmm animals gravitate more towards the sun oh yeah um so when we would get home from work we we would just let the cats out just because they wanted to be outside under the mm-hmm. under the bush right in the front yard yeah. just to be outside yeah and so i think that a lot of that has to do with certain cats just like just like being outdoors yeah and that maybe that's just that cat yeah maybe all right that's enough that's enough kitty corner for now. <laughs> Kitty quarter. Let's do a sobriety check. How many days are you at now of this recording? I am at 57 That's days. fantastic. Congratulations. <sighs> How do you feel? Been, I feel really good. I, I, I definitely feel really good. Um, my sleeping's better. Um, I don't feel so, like, foggy, you know? I feel mm-hmm. more clear. Isn't um, it nice to kind of be able to jump out of bed clear-headed? Yeah. Yeah, I I once once that started kicking in, I was, I really enjoyed that. I, I liked being able to even if I, you know, you still get the fog from waking up and stuff yeah. and the fatigue or whatever. But like just to be able to get up out of bed and not have not have to think about the pain or the fog <laughs> yeah. in your mind, yeah. like just to be able to just start the day. I don't know. There's little yeah. little things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely feel good, but I am still, I still battle with the goddamn fucking champagne cravings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I started drinking kombucha, which is why I asked you earlier today. You're such a hipster. <laughs> no. It's it, such a hipster drink. Come on, admit it. Admit well, it. Maybe, maybe my trainer drinks it. So um, I mm. thought I would try it. The trainer's a hipster too. No, no. Um. I thought I would try it, and I really it the ginger aid one is very similar to the ginger beer that I was drinking to get over mm-hmm. drinking beer. Quiet, <laughs> um, but it has a lot less sugar, so that's why I'm drinking the ginger aid one. Okay, but I read on the thing that it said that it has like natural alcohol or whatever, and I yeah. was like, oh, <clears throat> I don't feel drunk. Yeah, I don't think there's enough for it to even qualify. I think you would have to drink a ton of kombucha just to start to feel a buzz. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like because it's fermented and because there's all those natural properties in it. I don't think it's going to I don't think it counts as like an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. So I think I, I do they card you no. when you buy it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I got carded once when I bought it Uh-oh. back when I made a the terrible decision to try it. It just, it, I think I, I got carded when I bought it. I don't remember. Why was it a terrible decision? Because it's awful. Kombucha is disgusting. Uh, do you actually one, enjoy the flavor? Uh, dude, the one that I have is super good. Uh, it's I've like never, ginger I, beer. I, I, I've never had a kombucha that tasted good. Really? 
Yeah, they, they've I wonder all which been ones awful. you're drinking. Because this one enough to is... be like, I'm done. There's no, there's no kombucha on this earth that's gonna make me think that this is delicious. No, this I'll... one is super good. And then I had a hibiscus ginger one that was super good. I like the ginger ones, and I think okay. it's because it reminds me of the ginger beer, but so much less sugar. It, I feel like it's better for me it's definitely a healthy drink like there's the the properties in kombucha are really good for you i'll, mm-hmm. I'll grant you that but i'm not gonna go to a a, a, a vegan market to go buy this garbage when <laughs> i could just go to the bottom of my garbage can tear a hole in the bottom of the garbage bag pour that liquid juice into <laughs> no. a cup and drink that That's because not- it tastes the exact same yeah want to go grab my no i'm not gonna try it it. no i'm not gonna try it's disgusting i can already tell you right now i'm not gonna like it well anyway but i've been having a hard time with i i love champagne and i've been wanting that so this sparkling kombucha is kind of giving me the ginger beer taste but then also kind of giving me that sparkly too so that's helped and then uh, obviously i drink just the sparkling water too um, but yeah, the champagne thing. Oh, but a, a listener sent me a picture on my Instagrams about this brand of, now it says alcohol removed, whatever, it, um, a sparkling brute. So it's supposed to be like, you know, the alcohol is like duels, but, but the sparkling wine version. Yeah. So I, it's, uh, the brand is FRE. I'm, and I'm curious to try it. Um, yeah, I'm curious to try it though, because that, but then I don't know, should I be like delving into all these non-alcoholic things? I mean, it's, I think it's up to you. It's not, it's not like a gateway type of thing. I think if you're going to drink, you're going to drink. Um, I've had O'Doul's on a couple of occasions. I actually bought a six pack and I thought that was the, the stupidest decision I ever made because I, I enjoy the taste of beer. Mm hmm. But I, I, when I when I had it, it tricked my mind for maybe thirty seconds to feel like I had a buzz. Oh yeah, and I'm not going for it for the buzz. Yeah. I, I don't want it. You know, I, I mean, you know, I kind of want it, but <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not craving the booze for that. I was getting the O'Doul's because I wanted that taste of beer, mm-hmm. and I think it was still in like the hotter months, and I just wanted to to wash it down, just some food with it or something. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but. I drank the entire six pack over the course of two days mm-hmm. and I felt like this big gut bomb. And, and I like when you have really bad beer, like, like yeah. Miller light, for example, yeah. or any Miller product, really, <laughs> uh, it just makes, makes me f- physically ill. Or my favorite one, Pabst. Yeah. That one made me physically ill yeah. after a while. I think that was more because I drank too much of it and because yeah. it was so cheap. Oh, what's um, the worst beer that you've ever it's, had? It is the worst beer. That is the that worst one? Pabst or uh, Miller Lite. So, see, Miller Lite gives me a, gets me physically ill with just the, the smell. Yeah. It's well, awful. I grew, I feel like I, I grew up like the, Pabst was the first beer that like we could put our money together as Yeah, it was super, it still and, costs the same amount as yeah. it did probably back in the 80s. Yeah, so I, that you know, I just developed a taste for it, so I still like it. Um, but my brother, the hobo, he had the worst beer all the time. He had uh, 
still reserved to 11. Oh, well, that, that that right there, though, is when you want to get the job done and you're on a budget like a hobo. Yeah. That, that shit is powerful. And then the other disgusting. one. Yes, it is disgusting. Like Mad Dog. The, the worst of all, though. The worst of all, I think, is fucking Natty Ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know, when Beer Pong was really getting up there in popularity, obviously Natty Ice was the go-to because it was so, so cheap, cheap for 36-pack or whatever. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I, that would be the only reason I would drink it was if it was in those Beer Pong cups for that game. Cause <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you couldn't pay why? me. You couldn't pay me to drink it. Why? It's dis- it's disgusting. Oh, and then when you accidentally drink one that somebody put their cigarette in. Yeah, oh. I never had that happen to me. Fortunately, you did. Oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> the worst. At least it tastes a little bit better because of the cigarette, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So you're 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 doing the kombucha thing. You're on top of that. Or are you making any other? health choices Um, yeah so i've been trying to eat less processed food um that's good how's that going uh a bit i'm just in the beginning stages of it it's just baby steps i'm trying not it's all about discipline yeah i'm trying not to beat myself up you know if i have some something you know yeah um what do you what do you, tra- what do you treat yourself to if you're gonna splurge? Well, now not- that you're not doing processed foods, <laughs> they're not um, White Castle cheeseburgers, but they're the market ones. Whatever the fucking like the little frozen burgers, yeah, like the little probably two inch by two inch burgers. Yeah, and uh, Target has their off brand Market and- Pantry. Yeah, brand. Market Pantry. Yes, that's it. And so. I'm gonna get those. Mm. Yeah, that, there's there's a couple of uh, frozen delights. <laughs> you like just can't get the rid trashy of. ones. Yeah. Like I really love a fucking bean and cheese burrito. You know that they come in that whatever yeah. twelve pack or whatever. They I are. used to live off those working here. <laughs> yeah, those, every morning. Those with uh, some sriracha on it. Mm. Fuck yeah, I love it. So those are things that I crave every once in a while. Or um, the buffalo chicken nuggets or whatever that you can get in the big bag, the frozen bag. <laughs> you and the frozen foods. <laughs> yeah, I love a frozen food. So this must be tough then. Like, what are you? What are you substituting now for your healthier choices? So I got um, I got a bunch of salad stuff. Um, I went to the Sack Food Co-op and got because it's like literally right by my trainer. Oh, that's good. So. That- makes it convenient yeah so i'm like okay it's um, not cheap there my my grandpa used to live right around the corner of the old location uh-huh and he shopped there every day every day practically he just needs something for dinner or whatever but mm-hmm. he's retired so he doesn't you know he's got money to blow <laughs> um but that place is not fucking cheap it's not cheap but it, i'm not going there and doing all of my shopping that's good um i'm just getting like my organic fruits and vegetables and then um they have the kombucha and then they also have um this blue cheese that i really like it's raw it's raw sheep's cheese but it's blue Blue style yeah 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 and so that's really good and then i do like for a quick lunch here or whatever, I'll get the Amy's meals, you know, the frozen whatever. Those are delicious. I don't know how much better those are for you because they're processed and frozen, but 
out of all the options that they're out there, it yeah, seems like, like the less the the lesser of the evils. Yeah. yeah. So um, I got those just for if I need a quick thing. Um, but salad, and I got um, you know nuts and berries and all that stuff. So oh my! We'll we'll see how it goes. I I, I feel better but my but my but my body needs to get used to all the probiotics and all that shit you know, yeah it takes some time yeah i almost shit my pants the other day <laughs> in a good way though yeah, it's like out it, with the old in it, with the new it was like flushing out all oh, the toxins wow, yeah it feels good yeah. <laughs> sounds disgusting yeah. <laughs> but yeah so i'm you know i'm doing good i think if i if i find that champagne and it tastes like champagne and I like it. There's no reason for me to ever drink again. Hmm. Seriously, I would never. I mean, never say never. I I would never just like if I could find something that would be a good alternative. I wouldn't have the craving to go buy the real stuff. Hmm. Um, I think the only thing that I would want that is real is I really like you know a, a old vine red zin. Mm-hmm. So. Every once in a while, maybe I would do that. But if I can find a good substitute, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I've I've kind of written off the old duels because I've had my experience and it tasted fine for a second. But like I said, it just didn't feel good. It didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel it wasn't worth it because at yeah. least if you're getting the buzz, you you get something out of it, right? You know? yeah. And then you, you deal you'll deal with the ramifications the next next day if you go that far, but. That's what big, nasty, greasy breakfasts are for, oh, yeah. you know, from the yeah. greasy spoons. That's right. Oh, that, that's kind of my weakness right now. We go to a place every every weekend, uh, and <laughs> we we saunter up to the bar area, you know, where it's like open seating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we'll wait for that spot. We don't, we don't care because it's the best seat in the house. Yeah. If you go to a, any greasy spoon type of restaurant that does like the, the morning, big morning breakfasts, mm-hmm. And you have a chance to sit behind where all the waitresses are are prepping their foods and and getting everything ready, mm-hmm. and the chefs are on the other side of the wall, and you can just see how everything's working. It's the best seat in the house because yeah. they're talking so much shit about the people that they're serving or about the cooks, and the cooks are talking shit about the servers for giving them a hassle. Yeah, and it's all in fun. It's like it's all just kind of the way things work. Um, but that's kind of my vice now is because <clears throat> I just love a good greasy breakfast with a ton of jalapenos and cheese and oh, yeah. chorizo and oh, all the stuff, so good, all the good stuff. And yeah. So support your local greasy spoon. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> you uh, were just saying that that's been your vice. Oh, that, yeah, that's kind of my vice is just really good greasy food. And I, I don't do it every day, but you know, when I do, I, I go big. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Good. Um, so what else going on? You got the I, I gave you a TV. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So I set that up last night. Okay, so just to back this up, it, it's an 82 inch TV that that Rob actually handed down to me uh, two years ago. I want to say I'm not not quite sure. Why did he hand it down to you? Well, I'll tell you why. Because um, okay. this might come up in the future for you. Oh, um, okay. It had the measles, and oh. um, what that meant was. This is this is not like one of those sleek smart TVs. This is one of those giant 120 pound TVs that uh, that that is a rear projection. So it's, it's a, you know DLP, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it the 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 measles came up one day when it was just like a little white speck mm-hmm. in the screen. So it was almost like the pixels were just not 
working. So even when the the scene changed on the TV, that white speck would still be there. Mm. And eventually one turned to three and then three turned to 10. And when Rob gave it to me, it only had about three or four. And it, it increasingly got the measles like more rapidly as time went on. Oh. And what was going on was like this little computer chip that goes in there. Costs about $300 to replace. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a quick fix once he got the part and once you pay for it. Um, it's just this little, little piece that, that, that they had to replace. And it was, you know, I, I <laughs> just in case mm-hmm. I left the sticker for the guy that actually fixed this TV because apparently it's kind of hard to find. Um, Where did you put the sticker? It's it's on the TV. Okay. So if your TV ever goes out, any any issues that you may have, mm-hmm. the 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 guy to call is is there's a sticker on the TV. So okay, just perfect. FYI. Also, um, the lamp might go out in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's only a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. And that's on Amazon. Oh, sweet. And you can do it, so you oh, don't right. have to pay a, a, a huge amount of money. But I had I had to put a bunch of money into this TV in order to get it back up and running. So. Rob was just getting rid of it because he didn't want to spend the five or $600 I put into it just to get it back up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically bought a new TV with this TV yeah. and you know, it, it's, it's, 80 it's, it's fucking inches. 82 inches. It's perfect. Like it, and if you have a big enough room to pull it off, absolutely use it. And it looks like you got a good space, good spot for it. Yeah. Um, I moved my old, it's so crazy. Cause I have had, since I moved in to my new house, what, like two years ago, I so I bought a new TV when we moved in, and then uh, shortly thereafter, I fucking broke it. So I've just been living with this broken TV. Oh, that's right. He threw, he threw <laughs> your phone, phone, and it skipped, and it cracked it, right? Yep. So have you been watching your cracked screen this whole time? Yeah, because it was like a reminder to control my anger. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it what are you like gonna, a punishment. What are you going to do now that it's not there anymore? Are you going to throw your TV, your, throw your phone at this big 82-incher? No, okay, no. Good, good. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing. I set that up. The Padawan thought it was the best thing ever. He's like... This TV is amazing. He's like, no, it's better than amazing. It's stupendous. <laughs> he's, he is so excited. And he doesn't know that he's getting a Nintendo Switch for his birthday. Oh, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he won't no. know still. Good. Yeah. So That's awesome. Get, good gift. That. Did you get him any games for the Switch? I got him the Mario Odyssey game. That's a good one. Yeah. And then his Gigi, his grandma, is getting him Minecraft. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... and then my mom helped me pay for the switch. So nice. We're all we're all giving into this video game. That's for cool. Him. Yeah, those things are cheap. Yeah, but it's cool. He's gonna love it. And I've I had the switch. I have the switch, and I had played it on the giant mm-hmm. TV. It's it's fucking cool. Oh, I was gonna ask you, did you have the Fire Stick? Yes. Does it plug into the side or to the back? They, I believe, there's two different. HDMI spots. Okay. I, I honestly don't. Remember. I don't think it matters. So oh. if you put it on the one in the side or the one on the back, like the I think the one on the side is like the primary HDMI port or mm-hmm. HDMI one, mm-hmm. and then there's the multiple HDMI ports on the back. So I think it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but man, the reason why I gave it to you is because I, I didn't want it anymore. Why? It's too big. It's it, <laughs> not not only is it just too big in general. The new place that I was moving to didn't have a spot for it, oh. and I and I didn't want to block a 
I didn't want to block any um, uh, fireplace because we never we haven't had a, a real fireplace yet, and then we we finally have a real fireplace in this mm-hmm. new house, which I love. Um, and I, I just thought when I had this TV, it just took up the room. It mm-hmm. it was the f- main focal point of the room. You walk into the living room and it's like, okay, TV. Okay, sit down, and all we got, all we have to look at is this giant TV. I want to, I want to be able to. I know it's awesome, and you know maybe the novelty will wear off for it with you with me, yeah. after a while. But like, because it's at, at first I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play all my video games. I want to watch all the movies that I've wanted yeah. to watch on this big screen in my house, and it was great. It was amazing. Yeah, and I think. <clears throat> Now that you have it, you can live that experience, and maybe you'll love it forever, however long it lasts. Yeah, maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't want the TV to be the focal point of the, the room of anymore. The room. And I think yeah. you have a bigger living room with like a lot more ceiling space that will make it not towering over everything in the room. Yeah, I could see how because I, I lucky enough, I have that vaulted ceiling, mm-hmm. so it, I could see how if the ceiling was regular height. It it would almost <laughs> touch the fucking ceiling. Yeah. It, so we we fortunately had a, a vaulted ceiling too. But if you just had a normal ceiling, just like a normal house flat mm-hmm. ceiling, it, it will touch the top. Yeah. yeah. Especially on the stand because you got to have it out in the special stand, or else the whole TV is sitting on the ground. And the special stand needs to be able to withhold the weight uh, of the 120 pounds or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad I the kid likes it. Fucking love it. Yeah. I'm so I'm so thankful that you gave that to me. Yeah. I was just like, I don't have a broken TV. It was so awesome to be able to look through the guide and not have the white <laughs> bar down the side. Guess what it is? Yeah. yeah. And then when you're like searching, you had to be like, okay, that I can see the P. Let me bounce over two, mm-hmm. and that will be you know just. <laughs> I don't have to do any of that anymore. Good. I do have an Apple TV, but I can't find the fucking remote. Because, you know, they have those little mm, tiny remotes. got a remotes. special remote for that. Yeah. I'm like, Check I'm, eBay. Maybe what, maybe they're... Uh, see, I don't know, though. Maybe they... I don't know if they're, like, universal. I don't know either. Mm. Somebody write us. Tell yeah. us. <laughs> Somebody that works at Apple. Maybe maybe they have, like, that Find My, find my Phone app. <laughs> maybe they have, like, <laughs> Find My Remote. remote. If they don't well, have that, they should. Yeah. Especially the Apple products. Come yeah, on. I couldn't sleep last night. I was like rummaging through everything, but I still didn't find it. Damn so it. we'll see. That sucks. So you mentioned that your your kid's uh, birthday is coming up. Yep. On what? Wednesday. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the day after this airs. Well, that'll be cool. Um, yeah. Are you doing anything fun for him? Um. Well, he wants to go get a goddamn Build-A-Bear. Oh, okay. So Wait, how, how old is he turning? He's turning seven. Wow. Okay. Getting old. Yeah. You remember when we filmed him? He was a little tiny baby. He was still in diapers. The yeah. reason why we were filming him was it was like a challenge that we were doing to see who could change his diaper the fastest. Or change, or change his, his clothes. clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Because changing diapers would have been a little, a little creepy. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah changed his clothes. But yeah, I can't believe. I mean... I don't know. It's just that was crazy. six years ago. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Shit. Um, so he's turning seven. It's his golden birthday because he's turning seven on the seventh. So I am having a birthday party for him on Saturday because he wants to have a birthday party and a school day. Nobody will come. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so, parent, at this age, parents are working and yeah. they have to make all these special plans. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. 
So he wants to do a build a bear. I think I'm going to do that. And then I was going to take him to Benihana. But oh, that's the best place to go for a birthday. Yeah, I know. But then I'm like, okay, because I wanted to do something for him because it's his golden birthday. Right. But then I'm like, well, I am doing something for him. I'm throwing him this big, amazing party with a jumpy house and all this stuff. So a giant do I... TV and a switch. Yeah. And I'm like, do I really need to go spend, you know, a hundred something dollars on dinner? Or is that just like overkill? Would it, would it be just you and the Padawan or would it be like the the whole fam damn yeah it would be the whole fam damnly uh, um for his birthday so then i was thinking I, you know i can do the benihana next year when i'm not gonna have a big birthday party that would be the special thing mm-hmm. and then i can just we could just go to like old spaghetti factory or something there you go you know just something go to chevy's and get a you'll get a uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i want to say <laughs> i want to say yamaka but sombrero maybe totally i will different. take him there maybe i will take there you him go there. Yeah. That'll be fun. Plus, the kids' menu is cheap. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you could just be like, here's some chips and salsa. Yeah. And then you get a free dessert with your hat. <laughs> yeah. There you go, kid. He probably actually would really love that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's See? a good idea. Good job, Brandon. Yeah. I don't like kids, but I know how to throw a party. <laughs> yeah. That's a the whole whole other thing with the, the party, just trying to, fuck, I need to do get my house clean. And that's why Christina was helping me oh. this like this last weekend because I was just like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to like not beat myself up about it because my one aunt was like, "You just you're gonna clean it up now, and in six days it's gonna be dirty." I'm like, well. "Yeah, but if you get into a state of cleanliness now, yeah, it's easier to maintain it through the week because especially if you know." I'm having people over on Saturday. I maybe I maybe won't throw my chonies all over the place <laughs> yeah. and, you know, make a mess here and there. Well, putting the TV in the living room made me like, oh, I want to get the, I have this nice TV in here. I yeah. want to get the living room all nice, you know. Yeah. Kind of so give you that, lit that fire that you needed. in the pants. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. How many, how many people are you inviting to the party? How do you decide that? Like you used to go, okay, Padawan. How many kids? How many kids from school do you want to invite? I don't give him any. I, you know, I'm a control freak, so I'm like, okay, these are the kids from his class that I like, and I know their parents, and I like them. You invite his friends for him yeah. based on whether or not you like them uh-huh. or not. Oh my god! And whether I mean, I don't want strangers in my house. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. I, that's why people have their parties at parks and things like that. Yeah, and I, we have done parties at the park before, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just controlling like that, I guess. So I invited, you know, two of his school friends, and then my friends that have kids, and all and so all that. What if he says, "I want little Timmy to be there," but you don't like he little had, Timmy? He did. He was like, "I want so and so to be there," and I'm like, "I don't know him, and I don't know his parents." Sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Did, did he ever? Did he come back to you and say, "Well, maybe we could set up a meeting. Maybe we could." <laughs> he didn't say anything like that. He just said, "Okay, Mama. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. My friends are your friends. Or your friends are my friends. However that works." Yeah. I I don't know. Is that bad? I don't know if that's bad. I don't know. I. I remember when I was a kid inviting, I was kind of a loner, even when I was a kid, so I I didn't have too many friends, but I remember just saying, hey, I want to invite these people, and my mom didn't really give me any hassle about that, but that's just, that that was, 
Maybe she knew the kids and I didn't know. Maybe she was doing the same thing you were. Mm-hmm. I was just a kid and just oblivious to it. Yeah, I didn't really have like birthday parties when I was little. I had a sweet 16 birthday party. Um, and that was just a bunch of my music friends coming over and jamming pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, but the other thing, I mean, that I have to be careful of is, you know, because of the show and I try to pr- protect his, um, you know, or keep him anonymous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to protect his identity. I don't want just parents coming over that I don't know or kids that I don't uh, know. Because of, of your job as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, don't, you don't want them to go on social media and say, hey, I went to producer Amanda's house. And guess yeah. what? Here's her kid and his name and his picture. Yeah. And here's, you know her house and all that shit you know i just don't yeah. want i i mean and maybe it's a little paranoid but mm. it's just an extra precaution you know i know people know my last name i know there's people that have delivered shit to my house or come and help me you know with landscaping and stuff like i know they know me mm-hmm. um but luckily and i think you've had the same you know, experience the people that find out where we are or, or our names or whatever, they're usually pretty respectful. Totally. I, I went to uh, my neighborhood Ace Hardware. I, I love people that that recognize us mm-hmm. and will be like, hey, love the show, love what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this, but I always want you to know that, you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. Like yeah. the people that just want to help you. But I, I like to believe that they would do that for anybody that walks in. Oh, yeah. But I think it's because it's just like this neighborhood place. And I, I've always had better experiences at, at these neighborhood places. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Rather than the big box places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love when listeners are like that. And especially yeah. if I have a house call, like a pest person or appliance repair, mm-hmm. they normally figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. And they've they've always been super cool. And mm-hmm. I think that's the majority of listeners. I think there's going to be a jerk here and there. Oh, yeah. It's just hopefully it's not one of the parents of the kids that you go to school with. So yeah. <laughs> I, I totally understand you being a little bit, you know, controlling over that. Yeah. I'm all, and then I'm just a controlling bitch anyway. So. And this age, too, because your kid, you know, might want to invite a terrorist over. And you got to be like, uh, no, no terrorists allowed. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why doing? he's hanging out with terrorists. Yeah, that's but, what I was going to say. Oh, that's weird. Um, cool, cool. Hope, hopefully that, that whole birthday thing, we'll have to talk about that next week and see. Oh, yeah, yeah. See I'll how let that you know how it goes. Let me know how many creeps come over to <laughs> exploit your house and your children. <laughs> All right, I've uh, got one email here, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. Um, do, 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 do. This is from Emily. Ugh. Didn't we ban that name? Yeah. I don't know. Well, she seems nice enough, so we'll read her letter. Okay. Uh, she says, thank you both so much for starting the podcast, Brandon and Amanda. Aww. You both have helped me take the long overdue steps I need to get back to my uh, true self. Sharing your journeys of healing have been such a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, we have been sharing a lot, haven't we? We have. Damn. But that's all right. That's okay. There's still more to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes on to say, I hope this email doesn't get too long, but I want to tell about myself and my journey with my spiritual life. I'm 31. I grew up in a Pentecostal cult in Oakland. Mm. <laughs> she's already, she's calling it a cult. I don't think it's a cult. I think it's a religion, uh, but it's borderline it's cult. Borderline. Yeah, it's kind of feeling a little yeah, culty. I came like from it. that. Yeah, my family had too. some had some Pentecostals. It's, it's creepy. Yeah. 
The church was built by my grandfather and was in the neighborhood where he raised my dad and siblings. The, they grew up, got married, had kids, and raised all of us in the neighborhood and church. In about, Oakland? Yeah. That's awesome. There was about 60 people in the congregation, and most of them were related to me. It's like a little house on the prairie in the hood. Weird as fuck. <laughs> my whole childhood, I couldn't understand why this church never clicked with me. I would ask my parents questions like, how do you know this is right, the right way about getting into heaven? How can you be sure there is heaven and hell? Why would God make you suffer if you're a believer? The responses were, don't think like that. That's from the devil, and God will show you the way. Mm -hmm. It's always seemed weird, and I never felt like it was right. I tried my best till I was about 16, and then I had to make a choice. Stay, stay, follow like a blind, stay, follow like a blind sheep, or go out into the world and figure out my own path. I'm going to pause right there. 16, that's about the same age that I kind of came into my own and realized that organized religion wasn't for me because I was kind of, I, I was kind of like doing the church thing as a social thing. Cause I had a lot of friends that were doing it. Mm -hmm. There was a girl that I w was liking a lot. So I was kind of trying to impress her, but I was also curious. Like I wanted to explore this spirituality thing at that age. And I was also a musician. So they hired me to like be the bass player, or the drummer or something, oh, whatever they needed. Mm -hmm. So it was fun for me. Yeah. Um, until I witnessed one of the sermons put on by the pastor that said it this was like a this was like um what are those called the, it's kind of like the the generic christian ones not non denominational no, no 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 it's not it was christian um i'm trying to think of what it was but it was just just bare bones straightforward nothing fancy nothing too too uh strict just kind of the fun church mm -hmm. i can't remember what it's called anyways um, the sermon was on how much money you should give to the church based on how much you make. And they actually like put up these financial charts and said, okay, well, if you make this X amount of money, you should be giving this percentage of your, of your uh, income you. to the church. And I thought to myself, are they really doing this? Are they really telling me that if I'm making, you know, $10,000 a month, which is a great fucking salary, um, you need to be giving a thousand dollars of your paycheck or of your of your salary. I, I no. thought that was just ridiculous. Fuck you, dude. So that was the last time that I went to church because I went home. And I wasn't going with my parents. I was going by myself mm -hmm. because I had this, you know, this click there. And I I questioned. I said, Mom, what what is this whole you know giving a percentage of your income every year to the church thing? And she said, Well, you know, they do believe that if you give back to the church, that this is just you know your way of 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 proving to God that you're that you're committed to your religion and mm -hmm. you know all I heard was wah 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 because I don't want I didn't want my experience with the church to be that way yeah no and so you know organized religion just wasn't for me and that's about the same age that uh, Emily the letter writer figured it out for herself too and I I think it, organized religion is good for for a lot of people there's oh, a lot yeah, of people absolutely. that go to church and there's a lot of God fearing people that. And I get it. I, I totally understand it, but it's just not for me because I don't feel like my weight, my worth is based on how much money I give to a church when I feel like spirituality is such an individual thing. Yeah. And I, so I was kind of, I was a little bit later than, than Emily was. Um, I was raised Pentecostal too. I mean, very just like God knows your thoughts, so don't cuss type of shit. Um, 
And then, you know, when I got older, I did the youth groups and all that stuff and continued to go to church. Even though my parents weren't going to church, I still continued to go. Um, But around 18, I started doing the same thing that you did. Like, what? This doesn't make sense. Like, why this? And blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And um, I was told, well, that's the only way that you can get into heaven yeah. is if you believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Um, and, and I was always like, well, what about, you know, somebody that doesn't know? Um, they grew up in some other place and, you know, they don't, they don't know. They have access them. to a church or Yeah, something. and they don't know. And then, uh, you know, I was told, well, they will be given the choice of their time of reckoning or whatever. And anyways, it just started to like dissolve for me. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I think everybody comes to their own conclusions unless they're embedded with it based on their family, how they're brought up, um, or it's just simply the way that they believe things are. And that you can't knock people for what they believe, mm-hmm. but they can't knock us either for not believing in their God. You know? Yeah. Well, and now, now as I've gotten older, I don't feel so like anti-religion I definitely am spiritual, but I kind of feeling more like there's some sort of creator, you know, Hmm. I just don't, I don't believe the Christian origin story. You know, I think there's, it's just something I think there is definitely a creator and different, definitely a spiritual and energy that exists, but I just don't believe in that particular origin story i think uh, emily is uh, relating to us very much here because she goes on to say so fast forward through the uh, many years of fear guilt and anger so much anger with that church my family and myself i met a lady in 2013 who has changed my life forever she helped me see the truth about my true self she helped me overcome so many things that were keeping me held back from my gifts and spirituality sadly she retired from life coaching a few months ago and i was feeling lost until the podcast. Brandon, when you first talked about Positive Practice Healing Center and Sierra, that's the energy healer I see, who will soon no longer be practicing at Positive Practice Healing Center, which doesn't, that doesn't mean that that's not a bad place to go. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that Sierra herself will be opening up her own practice. Um, so if you are interested in seeing this particular person, the, the person that I see, um, Write me, and I will let you know where she goes next, because I'm not quite sure where she's going next. She hasn't really announced it yet. Well, that's exciting for um, her. Yeah. Uh, big things. She's she's getting into more of the, 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 the field, more of the energy healing realm, mm-hmm. um, so it'll be good things for her. Um, but Emily goes on to say, I felt a need to take a look at their website at Positive Practice Healing Center. And so in the beginning of February, I went on and saw that Sierra does alignment work, which is basically the energy work that I talk about so much, or Mm -hmm. Reiki. Um, I booked my appointment and went to see her on the 26th. OMG, she's so amazing. Mm -hmm. She told me things I already knew, but also so much more. She cleared the fog I've been in for so long. She pointed out how I need to focus on my gifts and that I need to start working with energy. I am a massage therapist. Hello. Mm. And I've been looking to uh, move away from that, and I wasn't sure what to do. She definitely is so gifted, and I am so blessed to have met her. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It has helped me so much. Amanda, thank you for being you. You oh. also have been a big blessing in my life as well. From your, from our, 
from your childhood to now with your self-love struggles, I feel as though we could sit and talk for hours and have so much in common. You are a beautiful woman from inside and out. So to sum up this long email, yes, it is very long. Yeah, no shit. You both have helped me in so many ways by doing the podcast. I look forward to them every Tuesday, and I love you both so, so much. And she says, with love, Emily. Well, oh, that was so sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. I- I'm glad that I- I've actually uh, got some uh, news from Sierra herself that she has been inundated oh, with, so with people inquiring about getting energy work done with her in particular um and she you know gave me like a little shout out on facebook which was mm-hmm. nice but it all credit to her because she's the one that does all this amazing work and, yeah. and i'm just glad that i have this platform to to help share it and uh we've been just getting a lot of reaction like this to to this type of stuff so you know there's there's some truth to to this alternative healing there's some mm-hmm. there's some positives that come out of it but like i've said You've got to be ready for it and you got to be open to it. Yep. So it's just, it's, it's part of your personal journey. And it's not to say that this is my religion. It's not anything that replaces um, religion for you. This is just another form of, of natural healing that doesn't include a bunch of medications and, and artificial stuff. So I'm glad that that helped you, Emily. Yeah. I, it's so amazing that she was able to get that help, especially like right in the time where, her person retired. Yeah, yeah. See, all these things line up for a reason. Uh-huh. If, if once you're ready for it and you're you invited into your universe, then it's only a matter of time. Yep. Well, that's enough for us today. If you want to uh, email us, you can do so at rad at radradio dot com. And namaste, fuckers. Bye. The rad. 